asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing choosing between name brands and generics. This episode is going to be dedicated to what I feel is like a classically frugal question. You know, should I go with a generic version or should I go with something that's more name brand? So that's what we're going to be tackling this episode. We're going to cover some of the different uh, categories of products where we feel going generic makes a lot of sense. And we're going to talk about when it makes sense to go with the name brand and, and how to just really think about it well. Looking forward to talking with you about this, buddy. Yeah, man. I think some personal finance people who nerd out might be like store brand always, all the time. And you know, I think you and I were partial to, to store brands. We're partial to generics in a lot of instances, but not in every case. And so, yeah, we'll kind of give those parameters on how to think about which one you choose. Matt, before we get to that, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my seven-year-old. It's her birthday today. She listens to the show, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so she just turned seven. But yeah, I had a question for you because one of the gifts that I gave her today, I actually purchased at least a year and a half, maybe two and a half years ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I just kind of had it sitting up in the top of the closet. So every year around Christmas time, Costco actually has a pretty decent selection of presents for kids. And I knew when I saw this gift, oh man, seven-year-old Selma is going to really love this, but five-year-old Selma can't really play with this yet. And so I ended up buying it ahead of time and just kind of storing it, holding on to that. And I feel like I've been doing that more and more over the years. I even have something in our closet from this past Christmas that our 10-month-old just isn't ready to play with and <laughs> might not be ready to play with for another year. So yeah, you're probably wondering, when is it old enough for my son to start playing with a little BB gun yeah. at home? The Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> not cool until at least 11 or 12, I think. But uh, yeah, so I just, what's your take? Do you ever buy presents in advance? Do you ever see such a good deal, but you're like, my kid is not ready for that yet, but I'm going to hang on to it for a while. But this is one of the ways where you and I are so different. I feel like, you, like you're so good at thinking ahead like this, and it's a valuable trait, you know, to, to know that, okay, one of these days we'll get around to this. But I just, I, I tend not to think that way. My sort of default is that I'm, I'm focusing on the risk involved with that, right? I'm thinking, well, what if, uh, what if they don't like it, you know, like, or this is something that they may never get into. Uh, in this case, it sounds like it was something that was maybe more of a slam dunk for you. And so you thought, okay, surely this is going to be something that's going to work out. But yeah, like where my mind goes is that, well, I don't know if this is going to be something that they would actually want. Um, Two years down the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe their taste will change. Yeah, taste might change. Something might go out of style, you know, if it's something that's more timely. But I, I guess the argument can be made that this could be something you can give to any kid, right? And so, like, even if your daughter doesn't like it, you could kind of put that on the shelf in the closet where maybe you have some other gifts or other books that you're planning to give other kids, you know, for their birthdays. We kind of have a, a shelf like that in our closet where, yeah. we, where we find a deal on something or, or we find something that we really like. We buy a bunch of those and set them aside. And that's just something that we give to a bunch of kids that year until we run out. <laughs> yeah. I, I love kind of the idea of planning ahead with gifts for my, my uh, kids' friends in particular when there's a sale on something and I'm like, yeah, oh, I think people are going to love that. Then I don't mind stocking up on a couple of copies of a book or exactly. a, a couple of board games or something like that because, you know, we love board games yeah. um, and, and hopefully her friends do too. But yeah. And, and it keeps you from running into Target, you know, last minute exactly. and, and dropping 30, 35 bucks when you really, you could have gotten a similar gift for 12 bucks on sale. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm fighting I can get against. behind that for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, if I see something in the future and it's like heavily discounted and I think my kids are going to like it when they're like 18, 19, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe 12 years down the road is too far to think ahead. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, happy birthday to my, my seven year old Selma and, um, I'm going to keep buying your presents years in advance, probably. <laughs> All right, man, let's go ahead and introduce our beer for this episode. Uh, this episode, we're drinking a Spotted Cow, and that's by New Glarus Brewing Company. They're out of Wisconsin. A big thanks to our buddy James for uh, donating these to the show. I'm looking forward to enjoying this one with you, man, and sharing our thoughts at the end of the episode. Yeah, James had some friends going up to Wisconsin, and he requested New Glarus, and then he shared some of the love with us. New Glarus makes great beers, man. Looking forward to having this one with you, my friend. All right, but let's get on to the subject at hand. We're talking about name brands and generics. How do you choose between them? And, and Matt, private labels or generics are, are roughly 16% of overall sales, in particular if we're talking about the grocery store. And we're going to talk about grocery store, but we're also going to talk about other decisions too, right? Name brands are still more popular with people, but still that 16% number, it's still a big shift from, from years ago when store brands were, were even less popular, right? But, but private label goods, they're cheaper and often just as good as their name brand counterparts. That's one of the things that we definitely want to hammer home in this episode is that especially today, uh, store brand goods are not massively inferior. I think it's more of a psychological hurdle that we have to overcome. And some store brands have even developed like a cult following and many people view them as superior to the name brands that cost more. Matt, of course, you know, I like 
at Costco. And uh, of course, <laughs> and some of their Kirkland signature products actually really hit the mark on this. Uh, there are certain things that, that Costco sells under their store label that are actually much better tasting or much better quality oftentimes than the name brand counterparts that they sell right next to it. And it turns out too that in a taste test from Consumer Reports, they did a study, store brands taste just as good as their name brand counterparts. So it's nice to have that kind of factual information backing us up too that Consumer Reports has provided. Yeah, and then not to mention the boost that generic brands have also gotten, man, just from there being less supply. You know, like when it comes to toilet paper, folks were just wanting to get some toilet paper in their house so that they didn't have to use paper towels, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wanted to use paper towels. So it didn't matter if you got the name brand or just any toilet paper in your bathroom. That's a good point. Yeah, some of us have been forced to try (laughs) the store brands, even maybe when we never did before, because that's all that's left on the shelf for certain items right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, so you mentioned that test uh, that Consumer Reports ran. It also showed that your average average savings from buying generic brands at the grocery store is 25% over snagging the name brand equivalent. And since groceries are such a, a large part of most of our budgets every single month, like that's a big deal. But again, you know, it's not just groceries that we're talking about here. We'll certainly talk about the perks of buying generic or store brands in the grocery store, but we'll also talk about, you know, how you can think about name brands versus store brand alternatives in your everyday shopping, you know, like like for clothes or for medicine as well. You know, should you get that North Face rain jacket or maybe an off-brand equivalent? You know, is it worth it to take a risk on some basic mascara? Or maybe you should just stick with that higher end stuff that you normally get. Sounds like a dilemma you face before. All the time. (laughs) And so by the end of this episode, hopefully our listeners will be able to easily answer these questions themselves based on some of the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, Matt. And of course, we just already mentioned the obvious that it's more affordable to buy store brand items, right? But it's also important to note that most store brand products have the exact same ingredients and are made incredibly similarly to their name brand counterparts. There are lists on the internet, Matt, that you can easily hunt down on Google of items that are actually not even just equivalently made or similarly made, but that are the exact same item as the store brand. So like, for example, Kirkland Signature, again, Costco, their batteries are apparently from everything you can find on the internet, the exact same as Duracell batteries. There's no difference except for the exterior wrapper on them. And a lot of people don't know that, that sometimes name brand manufacturers are actually making the store brand items themselves. So oftentimes there just isn't really much of a difference in quality, but but even still, it can be easy for us to spend too much money on name brands in the grocery store. And and I think part of that, right, is is due to in-store displays, kind of drawing our eyes, drawing our attention. It makes it easier to, to grab something that costs more and looks familiar because we've seen it on TV also. Matt, I actually dug up some fascinating supermarket stats that provided some helpful information kind of on this. And, and they show that we tend to spend 40% of our money on whatever the store manager is promoting on the aisles end caps. That means we're uh, susceptible to buying the most expensive products just because of where they're placed. And some of the name brands actually have paid lots of money to grocery stores throughout the years to be placed at eye level, to be placed at the, the best spot for consumers to reach their goods. Like, we don't even like to bend down to, <laughs> to go to the lowest shelf in the grocery <laughs> store to look for you know, cheaper items or, or store brand equivalents. <laughs> Joel, that actually reminds me of... So uh, in... King of Kong, you know that documentary. We've talked about this before. One of my favorite ones. Billy Mitchell, the you know like the bad guy. He has hot sauce, and I remember there's this one scene when he's in the store and they're you know filming him and he's talking about I guess his hot sauce or talking about video games, and he's like, I remember him like pushing back the other hot sauces and pulling his forward so that they like <laughs> take up more shelf space. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're such a dirtbag. But <laughs> yeah, you're at a much greater advantage if everyone can see your stuff. And so yeah, it makes a huge deal. That shelf space makes all the difference. And you're talking about the studies. They also showed that the average visit to the grocery store, uh, that it lasts about 13 minutes. And, and of that 13 minutes, we dedicate at most 30% of our time in the store to actually selecting things to buy. Uh, and the rest of the time turns into just this quote-unquote ineffective wandering. <laughs> you know. And so from the marketer standpoint, this is valuable time that they have to position their products in front of our eyes, you know, hoping that they end up in our carts. Uh, and we're going to end up spending more money on these name brand products. And this can suck when we're not even aware that we're even doing that. Yeah, I think the, the worst possible way to go into the grocery store is to go in hungry. And then <laughs> the second worst way to go into a grocery store is to go in bored. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, you're just looking for stuff to buy. In both ways, you're susceptible to buying a bunch of stuff that you don't need. But in particular, we're more susceptible to buying the name brand items that are specifically shoved in front of our faces. But so much of the time when you buy brand name items, you're paying for clever branding and advertisements. We all know that, but still sometimes we get hooked. That's not always the case, of course. Some name brand items make more sense for us and they're worth the additional money, right? For example, maybe some name brand running shoes. You might not want the the $10 shoes, the, the bargain basement price. <laughs> yeah, I will not wear $10 bargain basement tennis shoes to, to go run a 10K in. Yeah, I'm I don't blame do you. It, buddy. I wouldn't do it either if I like to run. So to wreck my knees. <laughs> but of course, there are a lot of times where it does make sense and you want to save more money by going with store brands and generics. And it's going to be a big help to your budget. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about kind of some principles for how you make the choice. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to talk about specific items that we think it makes the most sense to buy generic uh, or store brand equivalent. And we'll get to some of those right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pump for that but sometimes those vacations 
get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Joel, we are back from the break. And now let's go ahead and talk about some of the best items that we think folks should be buying generic. And I say we think because on pretty much any one of these categories, I feel that someone who's listening could say, no, you guys are being way too cheap. (laughs) That's not something you should go generic on. And so I I guess I I want to preface with that because it all comes down to the things that we value. Obviously, there's certain things that you and I would like to spend good money on. Uh, We spend good money on quality local craft beer. Not just local, but just nice craft beer from all across the country, all across the world. And that's not something that a lot of people would do. And so there are certain categories where you're going to want to spend more money on than we are. So that being said, let's go ahead and name a few you know, categories, a few things where you know, we feel that you should almost never be buying the, the name brand version. All right. Let's talk about beer real quick for a second, Matt. Uh, <laughs> While we're talking about alcohol, let's <laughs> dive into it. That is uh, something that I think a lot of people would be happy to buy generic of, to buy just kind of store brand Aldi beer, Costco beer, whatever it is. Trader Joe's has their own beers that they sell. Oh, well, some of Trader Joe's beers are actually good. Uh, They're okay. Yeah. There's, there's a couple that are made by specific brewers, but you, you got to kind of dive deep for those. Yeah. And, and but I mean, generally speaking, you're talking about just like the, the light lager sitting on the shelf. But even sometimes they try to make like a porter or something like a, a decent style of beer that I enjoy. And I just find that they're never as good as the beer that I typically get from better known breweries and local breweries that make just really, really good stuff. So that's something I'm not willing to compromise on. But I think some people would be happy and, and are typically happy with the generic beer equivalents. But what about spirits, Matt? I think that's actually, at least in my mind, maybe as someone who's not a connoisseur, that I, I'm more than willing to go generic on a whiskey or a vodka or something like that. Yeah, it kind of depends on on which spirit you're talking about. Because when it comes to like scotch, like there's a type of scotch that I like to drink. But pretty much everything else, though, I'm willing to cut some corners on for sure. Yeah. Well, again, Costco for the win here, man. They've got some Kirkland Signature like vodka and, uh, and tequila products that I've actually enjoyed throughout the years. <laughs> But those just aren't things I drink very frequently. So I'm probably not the best person to judge on that. Yeah, but I've read stories and like heard podcasts actually on how like the high end, like top shelf vodka, it's not any better than the cheap stuff. You know, when you're going for something tasting like nothing, 
Uh, well, like it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about a 50% discount typically. Yeah, easily. From, from the high-end stuff. Yeah, well, while we're on the topic of alcohol, I, we may as well talk about drugs <laughs> as well. The legal kind, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, name brand over-the-counter drugs and medicine man they, they make no sense to me you know like when the active ingredient is exactly the same as the store brand i think we should all be reaching for the generic i think one of the ways that name brands kind of get you uh when it comes to purchasing their medicines over the the generic the, the the store brand is because a lot of times i think when you're sick you don't really care about like saving 50 cents you're, you're just thinking oh like no matter what i want to be better you know like i want the best thing that money can buy but like you're not really taking the time to realize that like this is really the same stuff. Yeah, that your money's not actually going further and making a difference in how quickly you're going to recover. Those medicines that you're buying have the same active ingredient. Yeah. They're they're almost the same. They might have like at least for kids like a slightly different flavor or a different packaging. Yeah, yeah, you're paying for nicer, shinier packaging. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> a better designed label for sure. But that's it. And you know, it's also better to get generic prescription drugs too if you know they will work for you as well. Like these will save you a ton of money. So make sure to check in with your doctor. You know, when they're prescribing something, ask if there is a generic equivalent or even once you get to the pharmacy, check with the pharmacist and see if there is an equivalent uh, that could potentially save you a ton of money. Yeah. Sometimes I've showed up at the pharmacy and I've gotten the quote on how much it's going to cost. And my first question is, is there a generic equivalent? (laughs) Because the sticker shock can be so great. And typically there is. Um, If there's not, obviously there are other workarounds. But I agree for a lot of prescription drugs, there are generic equivalents that are just as good and that cost a fraction of the amount that you would otherwise pay. All right, Matt, let's talk about baby formula. That's one of those things that is a big money saver that you're feeling right now by buying generic instead of buying oh, yeah. name brand, right? Yeah, we're definitely spending a large portion of our monthly allotted budget towards grocery just on baby formula because that stuff is expensive. Yeah, for sure. We're not doing formula right now, but I know that uh, the last time we had to, we were able to get it from Costco and I can see the equivalent name brand product sitting right next to it in the same size packaging, same serving size and everything. And it's twice as much money. And you're getting yours from Aldi. Similar story, uh, really, where it's a whole lot less than the name brand. And really, it's not all that different of of a product. The same ingredients are involved. Yeah, the biggest thing when it comes to formula specifically is to look at you know what they compare it to because on you know uh, like Aldi for instance they've got three or four or five different kinds of formula and on each one of them they say compare it to <laughs> a different name brand similar like Pro Formula or, or whatever I don't I don't even know what it says but uh, that lets you know that you know if your baby does like a specific brand because the formulas are different between some of the different makers right uh, we're not saying that they're all the same. But when you're able to get apples to apples, you know, you got that name brand apple and you're comparing it to that generic apple, the formulas are almost identical. And so if that's something you're considering, you're considering switching to the generic, look specifically for that name brand kind of written on there that you're supposed to compare it to. That'll get you far. Yeah. And babies typically, once they've kind of gotten started on a specific kind of formula, they don't like to switch. They don't take to it super easily. So yeah, finding the most direct comparison that you can it makes it more likely that they're actually going to make the switch well. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying to go super cheap and just to switch your baby to the cheapest, most easily accessible stuff because, you know, yeah, it's really important to keep the baby happy. Yeah, exactly. Maintain some of that sanity. Especially (laughs) if it means they're going to sleep through the night or not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So while we're talking about babies real quick, let's talk about diapers, Matt. Have you found any difference in name brand diapers versus store brand diapers or even just kind of more generic brands that aren't the ones that you see on TV? Yeah, I mean, this is an area where I can say that the store brand was in our opinion, way stinking better than the uh, a couple of the different name brands that we were trying out. You know, a lot of times when you have a baby, uh, people will give you a lot of different random stuff, <laughs> including diapers. And so I remember specifically having some of the fancy diapers, you know, like Pampers or whatever the other brands are. 
And I specifically remember how, you know, they would leak, especially overnight. And so like you get up in the morning, get the baby up and you kind of have to like change the onesie, change the sheet because everything's wet. Uh, it wasn't until after we ran out of all those diapers that we started trying out Target's Up and Up. Dude, those diapers were way better than the, <laughs> the name brand. And so a- ever since then, we had stuck with uh, Target's brand, which was the, the Up and Up. This is just an instance where I feel that going with the store brand was just way, way better. Yeah, so we actually did cloth diapers with the first two kiddos, but I think we got really lazy with number three, and so we're doing regular diapers. And we tried one of the the cheaper name brands for a while, and then we switched to a, a store brand, the Costco store brand, of course. And, and I, we promise this is not just a, a <laughs> sponsored episode for Costco, no. even though it sounds like it is. <laughs> I'm just adding love, but yeah. So I need to give Aldi more love. Yeah, I mean Aldi rocks too. Yeah. But the uh, the diapers, the Kirkland Signature diapers, were just so much more absorbent. They were way better. All right, man, let's talk about water. Yeah, you should probably just be drinking tap water, I think, uh, and maybe filter tap water if you're into that. But it's so incredible to see the differentiation that's happened in the water category. Man, there's super fancy name brand water. There's kind of like run-of-the-mill name brand uh, bottled water now. And it's just kind of all over the place. It's crazy to think how much more you could pay for certain brands of bottled water that really aren't that much different. And actually, when you read up on bottled water, so many different varieties of bottled water are actually just tap water put in a plastic bottle. And so, yeah, I would say try to remind yourself when you're buying water, uh, when you actually do need to buy bottled water, which should be rare, that it's just marketing and Jedi mind tricks trying to get you to buy something that's more expensive that you don't actually need. Yeah. So let's kind of get out of the the grocery store a little bit. And a a category where I feel there's such a huge disparity between, you know, going with something that's a little more generic and something that's name brand are glasses, man. This is something that I have to deal with every few years when I purchase uh, some new glasses. But check out sites like Zenny Optical, which is my favorite, or even Goggles for You, in order to get your prescription glasses at a massive discount over some of those different designer name brands. You should make sure that you're going into the optometrist, you know, to ensure that your prescription is correct and up to date. But then, you know, take that information and order your glasses online to to save a ton. And also, I'll, you know, from personal experience, I'll promise that you'll see just as well too. I mean, I've been using Zenny for years now and every few years I'll put a, a big order where I'll order like three or four different pairs just to try out some new ones, maybe to get an updated pair of sunglasses because you can get prescription sunglasses as well and have them tinted. My just get a fresh look, you know? Yeah, just get a fresh look for sure. Uh, my, my, my regret with my most recent sunglass purchase is I, I wish I would have gone with the uh, the mirror coating on the outside. I forgot what the upcharge was for that. But you know, I, the more I see people with the, with the mirrored sunglasses, I'm like, dang it, I should have gone that route. <laughs> you just don't want people looking in your eyes. That's what it is. I mean, you got sunglasses on. People can't really see you anyway, but I don't know. I feel like when you have sunglasses on that have the mirrored look and it's like kind of colored, it's got a nice gradient. It just it doesn't matter where you are, but you look like you should be at the beach. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. But yeah, I think you're right on the on the glasses front, and that's a place where you can save eighty or ninety percent, right? Oh, yeah, easily going with Zenny or goggles for you or something yeah. like that. You're going to save a ton over ton just money, dude. walking into your local optometrist's office and picking out whatever's on the wall. Yeah, well, specifically, like my first pair of glasses I ever got were a pair of Ray Bans because you know I was just like, all right, I want some thick frame Ray Bans. I want to kind of look like Ira Glass a little bit, make sure <laughs> I look cool. <laughs> I ended up spending so much money on that pair of frames, and they look cool. But I've got frames, man, that look just as good that I get for 20 bucks for a pair of frames from, from Zenny. So I highly recommend them. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, man, let's talk about gasoline for a second. And that's not something that people normally think about buying a generic or buying a store brand. But it happens. And there are significant price disparities between different gas stations. And typically, the difference is kind of name brand 
versus off-brand or like a warehouse club or one of those gas stations that has like 20 pumps that does a lot of business. And some people are, are convinced that buying gas at the major stations uh, is better for your car. And the advertisements kind of try to sell you on that as well. But it's just not true, right? Buying cheaper gas will not harm your car. And as long as you're getting the proper octane that is meant for your vehicle, then you're fine. Again, so much of it comes down to branding, saying that they have included special detergents in their gasoline. But there's just no discernible difference uh, in any of that stuff. It's, it's really just marketing mumbo jumbo. And man, what about organics, uh, organic foods? If, if eating organic is important to you, it's gotten a, a lot easier to eat organic, but on a budget. You know, you can definitely get store brand organics now on the reg. So it doesn't have to come down to, you know, whether you're going to fork out the money for the, the name brand individually wrapped single serve kiwi <laughs> that you might like, pick up from Whole Foods. You can easily pick up some great organic foods from, you know, stores like Aldi, from Walmart. I mean, last I checked, Walmart is actually the largest retailer of organic foods because of the number of stores that they have all across the country. And in my book, Walmart isn't considered name brand. <laughs> no, no, for sure. And yeah, just organics in general, the prices come down so much. And so much of that is due to store brands uh, creating a line of organics and pricing them competitively. And so, yeah, we've seen Kroger, Aldi, Walmart get into the mix. And it means that buying organics has just gotten so much easier and it's gotten so much cheaper. Uh, and Matt, you and I, well, when it comes to shopping in the grocery store, we're not big in couponing. Some people really like that and they find that a good way to save money. But you and I, we, we kind of find that to be more of a hassle. It's cumbersome. Yeah, it's not yeah. my style. <laughs> no, I'm not into it. But it's important to note that actually coupons have an effect that can sometimes make the, the name brand items a whole lot cheaper than the store brand items. So if you're into coupons and sale shopping, you can potentially save by sticking to name brands. So this is kind of counterintuitive, counter to what we've just been talking about. But if you do like to shop sales and use coupons, you might actually save more if you time things right uh, by taking those tactics in order to buy name brands. Just felt like that was worth bringing up because some people are like, no, I want the name brand Oreos, not the fake ones. And you might do better if you hold out for the coupons to, to roll in, in the paper. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, though, sometimes those coupons will just bring the name brands down to the same cost as the store brands, right? And so in that case, you're spending a lot of time and effort just to save a little bit of money to get you know, a product that might be better, but just at the same price. And so in my mind, the way I see it, you're just wasting a lot of time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> those name brand Oreos are better, I think. Right, that's one place I think a lot of people would say, I'm drawing the line at the Oreos. Know, we, we never buy Oreos. So. <laughs> I don't either, but like, I know that I've had <laughs> well, both you, kinds. Okay. And I know that the name brand Oreos are better than the fake ones. Like, there are just certain things that we've had experience with. And we know we have a line that we draw, and, and we're not going to go past that when it comes to buying the off brand. Fair enough. I, I just use that as a deterrent to keep me from buying the things that, that I shouldn't buy. <laughs> well, Joel, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. But after that, we're going to talk about how to go about thinking through whether or not you should go with a name brand, how you should go about making that decision. So we'll get to that right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. 
Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money i'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans we always like to get the families together matt for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer we've already got that trip to saint simon's on the calendar pump for that but sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host, or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it. Minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we're back from the break, and let's talk about when it does make sense to go with the name brand. We just gave kind of a bunch of categories where we think the store brand or the generic makes a whole lot more sense. It's going to save you money, and it's going to be just as good as what you would have bought, except for the Oreos. Uh, but when does it make sense to go with the name brand? Well, if there is a type of product that you're looking for, and there just isn't a generic equivalent, right? Sometimes with certain items, in particular, Matt, from what I hear from my wife, cosmetics, there just isn't a generic available that has the same formula. 
So these, of course, would be instances where the quality just isn't the same and the product is different enough that it makes sense to get the name brand and not try to hold out for a, a generic that just isn't nearly as good. Yeah, certainly, man. If the quality of the generic isn't up to snuff, then that's something you want to avoid completely. Otherwise, you'll be branded as cheap for bringing home <laughs> that cheap stuff, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> no, nah, you'd rather be frugal. <laughs> and you know that kind of leads us to talking about like quality and guarantee of products. That's certainly a consideration as well, especially when you're looking at items that cost a bit more than your standard grocery store purchases. You know, like I'm thinking of the fancy tool company Snap On, where they have like a lifetime warranty on their tools. You know, I think they'll even come out with their truck uh, full of tools to, to make replacements for you. But that's something where you're going to be paying more. Uh, you're paying a premium for their products, but you're also getting an amazing guarantee of just quality tools. I'm also thinking of uh, a clothier, LL uh, Bean. They used to have their lifetime warranty, but man, that's something that they discontinued a couple of years ago. Oh, so good while it lasted, yeah. though. Due to people abusing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to accuse you. but No, no, it wasn't me. I don't actually don't wear LL Bean, but I love that, that they had that policy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's other outdoor companies as well, like Osprey. They have uh, guarantees on their backpacks for life. Uh, a good buddy of mine, I know he's worked with them before to actually make a documentary about hiking the AT. But they were a sponsor and he was really happy to have them on board because they had such an amazing guarantee on, on a lot of their equipment, specifically their uh, their backpacks. Yeah, of course. I think especially when it comes to clothing or outdoor products, name brands can oftentimes have a huge leg up. I feel like in the grocery store, it's a different conversation. But there are lots of other areas of our lives where it does make sense to buy something that is more expensive, in particular to get something that's of higher quality. Matt, that just reminds me uh, of something that you and all my other buddies made fun of me about. I bought uh, an Atlanta United jersey on eBay <laughs> that was not uh, legitimate, I guess. It was not legit. Yeah. The it, colors were even off. That was actually how you could tell is because it was like it was a brighter red. It was like a candy apple red versus like this rich dark red. Yeah. No, it was pretty obvious. Uh, I think I got it for 18 or 20 bucks or something like that. And you know, the, the real thing cost more like 60 bucks or Way more six, expensive. 80 bucks, whatever. And so, yeah, that Christmas I ended up asking for uh, the real thing from my parents. From, for, uh, Luckily, Santa brought it for you. Exactly. But that's one of those things where it is worth it so much, so many times. That was a wasted 20 bucks for me because I just never really wore that thing again. Not because I was ashamed or I didn't want people to make fun of me, but just because once I got it, I was like, oh yeah, this is not this, great quality. This thing's cheap. <laughs> it's, it sucks. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that is something that we do need to take into consideration and not just necessarily assume that something is higher quality, but maybe do a little bit of research. Uh, that's what is great about the internet. You can do research so easily and you can find out, well, okay, what is the difference? Does this item actually provide a better guarantee or higher quality? And if it does, then I think it does make more sense in many cases to spend more money and get the name brand. Yeah. You know, sometimes it makes sense to go with the name brand because you are sticking with what you know. You know, if you currently maybe have more money than you have time, then sometimes it makes sense to stick with a product that you know that'll work for you. In this case, it's not even a generic versus a name brand thing, but like you're just paying for the ability to not have to make another decision and even potentially having a product that you're not happy with. An example I'm thinking of is Kate and I, we were, this is several years ago, but we were going to repaint our dining room. And like quality paint is expensive, specifically super paint from Sherwin Williams. It can be pretty pretty pricey, even when you wait to one of the four times every year that they discount it to thirty percent off. <laughs> Sometimes the forty percent off, man. Those, yeah, those are those are beautiful days. But even still, like that's some really expensive paint if you get the higher end stuff. True. And so Kate and I, we talked about this for way too long. We spent way too much talking <laughs> about whether we should stick with what we knew or if we should go with like some of the more you know some of the more affordable 
kind of contractor lower grade paint and in the end we ended up going with the with the cheaper stuff which ended up giving us crappier results and so we had to go back and put multiple coats on it in order for it to stick well enough there in that dining room so i guess in that case that was an example where we knew that super paint was really good stuff. We knew that like it went on really thick. It stuck to whatever you you know you painted. And for us, at least, that was uh, an example where we should have just stuck with the tried and true. Yeah, and in particular in regards to paint, I always think about the the time that it takes <laughs> in order to do it. Yes. And if you have to repaint after three or four years, as opposed to it lasting ten years, definitely worth it to get the name brand right. Yeah, or just the time that it takes to put that second coat on because that first coat didn't stick so well. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's talk about two name brands. Uh, sometimes it makes sense to get the name brands if they have uh, a specific value or mission that they are trying to accomplish, and you want to support that, right? Patagonia is always an easy example here because they've pledged one percent of their sales to the preservation and restoration of the natural environment. But there are all sorts of companies now that do similar things. Cotopaxi is another one that comes to mind. They sell really great outdoor gear stuff and they've got a really cool mission too and also i just love the way they design stuff but that's the case for a lot of companies now where they might sell you something and then donate a similar item to somebody in need i think that's when it might be worth it to get the name brand it might be worth it to pay more if you're supporting a mission you're not just spending more for no reason and one other instance where we feel that it makes sense to to be able to buy name brands is just when you love a specific product or you love a specific company. You know, like you don't necessarily have to have a reason, right? Why why it makes sense for you to support this company. Um, sometimes you, you just go with a certain product because you love it. You know, in our case, it's like craft beer is is always the example that we give. But it might be a completely random company that you just happen to like. I guess I want to just put that out there because you don't have to necessarily have a defense for buying a, a specific name brand as long as you just don't allow that line of thinking to work its way into everything that you buy. You know, you can't yeah. say that like, well, I really like this and I really like this. It's like, well, you have to pick. <laughs> and so make sure that you are spending your money where it counts. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think sometimes it can be as simple as I want to support small businesses and I'm willing to spend more yeah. in order to do that. And I think that's a great reason. Like it doesn't have to be one of the other reasons that we mentioned. Or even like you don't even have to get, choose a small business because it's a small business. You can just choose them because you like them. You know, yeah, like it's like, well, I just like what they're doing. Like they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, just being thoughtful about it and maybe running through some of these filters can be helpful too. So, all right, let's talk about some tips for deciding. I would say first, give it a shot as often as you can, right? Try the the store brand equivalent or test something out and specifically in situations where it's not going to make that much of a difference. For instance, like Aldi has this double guarantee on most of their items. What do you have to lose by going with one of the Aldi products versus one of the name brands when you can take it back and get your money back? You know, it's just not that big. And of they'll a deal. replace it. And they'll replace yeah, it. Yeah, you exactly. don't not only have nothing to lose, you just have everything to gain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think there are so many instances where people can try out the store brand or the off brand or generic, whatever it is. And really, the biggest thing you have to gain is a bunch of savings over years to come. And the biggest thing you have to lose is that one-time purchase of something that you ended up not liking and you're not going to buy anymore. Yeah. So if you are trying to decide between generic versus a name brand, Joel, you know, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but look to reviews. Having lots of people kind of weigh in on your decision, like that knowledge can help you to determine, you know, if that generic brand is lame, you know, before you click buy. This is where online reviews are great because I mean, oftentimes there are hundreds and even thousands of people kind of weighing in and helping you to decide. But, you know, like on the other end of the spectrum too, like sometimes it can just come from a personal recommendation. If, if there's someone who, you know, you trust or, or maybe they have a little more experience than you do in a, a certain area, then by all means, like I feel that that can be an instance where you look to somebody else. Yeah, Matt, randomly, I was looking for a bottle of tequila 
at Costco and I saw a lady with Costco t- again, <laughs> two bottles of it in her cart. And I was like, Hey, oh, dang, two bottles. She's going big. What's your take on that? And she had two bottles. Oh, yeah, so obviously, you know what her take was. <laughs> she liked it. She's like, I just tried it uh, the other night for the first time. I'm into it. And she didn't steer me wrong. So yeah, sometimes that individual review can be helpful, but oftentimes the aggregate larger amount of reviews on a website or something like that can really help us know whether it's smart to even give uh, an off-brand or a generic a shot before we buy it and sink our hard-earned money into a purchase. Totally, man. And you know, we kind of just gave this example with Aldi, uh, how they have that you know double guarantee. But when you know the return status of your purchase, that can give you a lot of confidence as well when it comes to looking to a, you know, a more generic brand instead of a name brand. For example, REI, they have an incredible return policy. So checking out you know, one of the REI branded items is going to be less of a gamble considering their 100% satisfaction guaranteed return policy. When the stakes are low like that and, and you can kind of mitigate uh, any of the risks that you might realize, it makes sense to try the generic where you could potentially save money every single time you were to buy that item in the future. Yeah, Matt. I mean, we still, in our family, we there are a few name brand items that we're fans of and we stick to those. And I think it's okay, right? We found a few things that we like better than the store brand equivalent. Uh, but we try to be as flexible as possible ultimately. And we try store brand or generic equivalents as frequently as we can to see if there's something better out there. And honestly, that's kind of our default at this point. Like we typically go to the store brand because we assume that it's going to be just as good and cost less. And oftentimes we do find that we like the store brand even more than the name brand equivalent. Uh, But it's so helpful to do our best to stretch ourselves to try things that we might otherwise avoid for the sake of saving money on groceries or in other areas of our life, because these all have an impact on our budget and on those recurring monthly expenses. And we all know that the more that we spend on the recurring monthly expenses, the less we have to save, the less we have to invest for the future. And so, yeah, that's why I think store brands and generics are something that people should be considering more frequently, and especially as they've just gotten better and better over the years. I feel so much more confident uh, today than I did like five or 10 years ago, picking up store brand items because the quality I feel like is just elevated across the board. Yeah, man, that's right. And so let's now, instead of talking about generics and name brands, let's talk about our beer for this episode. Our name brand beer. Yeah, this is not a generic. This is a real company that made this beer. Uh, New Glarus Brewing Company. They made it. Uh, and this one is called Spotted Cow. This is out of Wisconsin. Uh, Joel, what were your thoughts on this beer, buddy? Dude, Spotted Cow is an institution in Wisconsin. You see a whole lot of Miller Lite when you go to Wisconsin, but you also see a ton of Spotted Cow. And I feel like it's a, a light beer that is is pretty clean, but it's also got like a little bit of that funky farmhouse going on, not over the top with it. It's a lovely beer that I feel like almost anybody can enjoy. It's not going to be abrasive like a lot of the IPAs that we tend to drink on the show or a sour, but it's high quality at the same time. So yeah, I like this beer. Yeah, I'm looking at the bottle here and it says that it adheres to the uh, Reinheitsgebot purity law. <laughs> is that how you say that? Is that the German purity law that means you can only have four ingredients? Yeast, hops, water, and malted barley. There we and go. I would say, yes, those things are in this beer. <laughs> like, this is just a classic beer. It makes me think, like, on The Simpsons, like, they're always drinking Duff's. I feel like this is the equivalent to Duff's. And that's not like an insult. It's just to say that this is like a tried and true, timeless, classic beer. To me, if, if someone's like, hey, what does that taste like? I would just say, it tastes like beer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it tastes like a classic ale. Uh, I'm glad that you and I got to share this one. I don't think I've ever had this one before. And I'm thankful that James, that he or his friends at least brought some back for us to have on the show, man. So James, thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing. All right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. And for folks who want to see the show notes for this show, just go to our website, howtomoney.com.
And for listeners who have not left us a review yet, that would really help us to get the word out. To, for folks who have not heard of our show before, the reviews really do help. And I'll issue a little challenge. If there's a beer recommendation you have for us, head over to Apple Podcasts. Let us know that you've enjoyed the show and let us know what beer you enjoy. Maybe that could be a fun little way for us to uh, discover some new breweries out there, man. There you go. Yeah. It might break the Apple Podcast review algorithm too, <laughs> which I'm totally fine <laughs> with. Like, why are people talking about beer here? This is personal finance. <laughs> but little do they know that we mix both of them together. Yeah, we do. So buddy, that's going to be it for this episode, Joel. Until next time, Best friends out. Best friends out. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.